one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, we're recording. All right, and this is slightly all, lo- all over the place, but let's do it. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Dumpty Dummers everywhere. This is Old Grey Whiskers. This is a totally unsolicited request. If you enjoy Dumpty Dum, why not subscribe? Use Patreon, subscribe. It don't cost a lot and is great listening. So let's all just pay somebody to do what they're doing for us. Thank you very much, everybody. Over and out. Bye. Hello, well everyone said. from Dumpty Dum, uh, especially Bernie Mag, uh, just wanted to say that we are continuing the tradition of basically Titian going around the globe, meeting fellow Dumpty Dummers, and one, having a couple, two, recording a Dumpty Dum. So we are uh, at the Resting Hare, which is just near Euston Station. It's Di Middleton here, um, imaginatively called Di Middleton underscore QC on Twitter. That's exciting, isn't it? And obviously Titian. Hello. Uh, hello. hello. <laughs> and we're going to do Dumpty Dum. Why not? Why wouldn't we? We had a little, what, I think we call it, what would you call it? A mini meetup? Mini meetup. No, meet 50 up. people here, just like they're wearing oh, Madrid. Oh, yeah, sorry. They're yeah. a massive meetup. Yeah, massive. Sorry, massive meetup. Uh, we've left them eating canapes and champagne uh, while we slip out and do a quick Dumpty Dum. Okay, we're going for it. Ready? Two. Two. Are you the sheep or am I? Gets you every time that end. It's just the bloody best. Well done, ladies. Royfield, I have to I have to put a public warning on this week's Dumpty Dum because I have to A sing and B do an accent. So I'm Ooh. sorry in advance, listeners. Turn off now in your droves. And C, you need to exit stage left pretty sharpish, don't you? So we yep. can't dawdle on this podcast, no, folks. No dawdling.
because this is Dumby Dum, the show about the reality donkey drama that are centered on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the fillet steak with Borchester Blue, that is Royfield Brown. And with me I have the cottage pie, that is Lucy Freeman. That, hmm. What? Uh, normally, you really... I know, I'm the shitty thing, but yeah, I think Clary's cottage pie would actually be quite nice. I love cottage pie. Me too. Well, I couldn't it's think of anything of, horrid. It's one of the many dishes that I miss when I'm out here. Really? Well, I can't say I miss cottage pie per se, but like, you know, you go out, like it's Sunday and people say, let's go out and have something to eat on a Sunday and you can't get a Sunday roast. You can't get that type of good old yeah. fashioned, solid British food. You just, you just don't get it, you know. All right. Well, you next time I see you, gravy. I'll make you a cottage pie and I'll oh, bring it for you. please do. Please do. <laughs> But folks, and the last part of the Archer's Dinner plans, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dumbly Dum is from Artitian and the lovely, wonderful QC that sometimes goes by the, well, always goes by the name of Diane Middleton. Well done, ladies. And I tell you what, I think that's going to have to go on. Not permanent repeat, Lucy, but <laughs> quite often because the comic It's the panicky timing. bleat. The panicky bleat. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> it's the panicky bleat and also I, I don't know what type of sheep bleat that was but oh, it's just no. awesome <laughs> you know it's nah. <laughs> been strangled at birth it's fantastic <laughs> ladies that was awesome now lucy if there's another listener out there on planet earth that would like to send us in a dum-de-dum how can they do that if you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum or leave us a plot prediction, then call us on 0203-031-3105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs. Shambridge for her brilliant voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts. And to Derek for Lone in the Back Bedroom. Uh, Derek was shocked to hear of Tom and Natasha's rushed wedding. He had a shotgun wedding himself, actually. He married a double-barreled air rifle. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh... It's quite funny, that one. Well done. Um, right. On this week's episode, folks, we have calls from Glyn, Andy, Catherine, Rowan, Jones, the woman with the voice, Scarlet, Sparrow, Laura, and R with a spoon. And I've got to say a special thank you goes out to Catherine, Rowan, Jones, Scarlet, Sparrow, with a spoon, and Laura, who responded to my panicky tweet saying that we only <laughs> had two calls. They came to the aid of the party too sweet and manfully hoisted their mast and called. So there you go, mixing me metaphors, but they did the do, Lucy. So got to say Good. props Thank to them you, for that. Chaps. Well done. Right, folks, it's the bit of the show you're all waiting for. If you're on a tube, if you're on a bus, right, get ready to laugh out loud. It's our Juicy Loose and a week in Ambridge. Clary started a run on the corned beef market. She was chatting to Eddie about what she'd put in his packed lunch and half the country suddenly went, blimey, I could just eat a corned beef roll. What happened to corned beef anyway? What section would it be in Sainsbury's? And then missed a good 10 minutes of the omnibus. Fortunately, that 10 minutes was the 10 minutes when Jennifer was stumbling around in the undergrowth with Alice, who, to be frank, is quite used to falling over, stumbling over dogs' heads. These gills sound like an absolute riot. They rip up decking, have really noisy parties that actually sound like parties rather than a cricket tea, which is what everyone mm. else's sounds like, have teenagers, care not a jot for daffodils, wreck lawns and decapitate dog statues. And yet they don't talk and Adam does. Where's the justice? <laughs> Talking of Adam, 
Ian is slowly cottoning onto the fact that when he said to Adam, do you want a baby? Adam actually thought he said, do you want a bagel? And said, yes, please. Can I take it with me? Because I've got so much to do. Ian went Mm. to the lengths of wrestling Adam's laptop off him until he agreed to book a flight to Sophia, whoever she is, which rather defeated the point. (laughs) As he needed to book the flight on his laptop. Are you more excited about the aquaponics or the new baby? He asked Adam crossly. Oh, the baby, definitely, said Adam. I think aquaponics would be a lovely name. Ian persisted in trying to engage him, telling him that at the moment the baby was the size of a walnut served on a bed of porcini mushrooms, the mango coulis. It's amazing we all started out like that, said Adam. You didn't, Adam. You were born 42 and sighing. Susan and Neil have been married for 35 years. 35 years of being shouted at for not taking your boots off. She described their relationship rather sweetly to Pat as an electric connection. Pat and Tony are more electric blanket, I think. Mm. Tim, who I think we have all realised is up to no good in capital letters, suddenly provided Eddie with a replacement van, just like that. Boom. Tim, the gnarly son of Borchester soil, turned up at Grange Farm. Good eye, mate, got you a Bonza new van, he announced, brushing the corks out of his face. Filled her up at the servo. She's good to go. Right, I'll get back home to Wagga Wagga then. I mean, Penny Hassett. So there we are. New van. No explanation. No previous owner. No documents. In 24 hours. Nothing suspicious about that. No. We were given a rather unpleasant glimpse into the stranglehold Pat has over her entire family when Helen couldn't do her own hair or get dressed without her mother's assistance and Tony couldn't tie his own tie. We all knew what he looked like, didn't we, in his good clothes. Greeny colour tattersall check shirt, a maroon tie that didn't go with anything, and a pair of fawn cords with a shiny bit at the crotch. Bless him. <laughs> you've, been, there was a, you've been going through this right in my wardrobe, Lucy. <laughs> There was was a minor crisis when Pat thought she'd lost her earrings, but it was all right because it was only a pair Helen had given her, so she'd already decided she was going to give them to the bin man. Off they went to Tom's love nest, clutching a bottle of mead and a bag of leeks, to find Tom fighting with a roast chicken and suddenly treating Johnny like a 12-year-old with scabby knees. I think he even referred to him as young man with lofty condescension. Isn't pomposity brilliant? Actually, I think what happened was that so many people on Twitter this week were saying, Tom's 38, that he actually heard it and hurriedly started to behave like an elder statesman. Mm. Anyway, as is the way of this entirely insane relationship, Tom announced his engagement to a woman who wasn't there. I mean, I hope Natasha knew. I'd hate to be stuck in a Vauxhall Viva on the M11 and find out that a man I'd only known for three months and who I'd had to teach how to dig a hole had suddenly announced to his entire family that he was going to marry me next Friday bit of a start to the weekend the bridge farm archers were as enthusiastic as they are about anything that involves humans and not business plans tony said engaged to be married as if he thought tom would announce that natasha was on another call pat went silent johnny sat there with peanuts falling out of his open mouth and helen said fantastic news in the joyous tone you use when the gas companies condemned your boiler (laughs) meanwhile at lower loxley lily appears to like russ again i can't keep up lily and elizabeth went off to see freddie with a bag of treats she asked her mother if she had anything to add and she popped in a tramadol and a couple of e's it's what mothers are for (laughs) pip has been told the horrifying news about elizabeth she said i'm so very sorry to hear that your mother has grown a third leg I mean, it's not like it happens to one in six people in the UK or anything. She then forgot Elizabeth and went roaring off to recover her baby from Bert, her new au pair. 
Like many au pairs, Bert speaks broken English, which few can understand, but he is the only carer at the mother and baby group who can remember the Boer War and knock up a chicken shed. <laughs> and a disturbing end to the week for Helen and Lee. Lee picked the wrong song for his romantic playlist. It was unfortunate because it was a last-minute substitution for Donald Wears Your Trousers. Anyway, it was all <laughs> Emma's fault. She buoyed Helen up too much by saying, sometimes you've just got to live dangerously. Take the plunge. Marry his brother. The end. <laughs> well done, Liz. As always, an utter triumph. Much better than last week. Anyway, Good. Liz. Yes. Right, now. We have to crack um, on. Crack, yeah, crack. normally, normally I'd chunt, we'd chunter on, but we've got no time for that. So I'm not no, even going to chunter. I'm going to press this button instead. Hello, I'm Bridge 3962. Right, now, Luce, mm. we got a call from a first-time caller in her. Now, mm. I'm happy that she that she's uh, joined the merry band, but mm. didn't follow the rules. But it's oh, our Laura. No. Actually, can I call her our Laura? She didn't follow the rules. The Laura. The Laura. Yeah. Hi, Dumpty Dum. This is my first time uh, calling in. Um, has anybody wondered how old Ross is? And do you also find it very interesting? that the Archer's Twitter haven't, or character page hasn't given him a face. Mm. Um, so that's an interesting question to think to mull over. Um, in terms of this week's episodes, oh, I felt so sorry for Ellen. However, uh. yeah, I mean, I wasn't a listener when the Rob storyline was happening. However, I do think she needs to tell him. I need, he, She needs to tell Lee. Although, if Lee's been around a while, how does he not know what's happened mm. yeah um yeah very interesting i did feel really sorry for her until i listened to sunday nights and then i was all like okay this is ridiculous and just tell him <laughs> if if she's worried about how he might take it then okay fair enough um but he wouldn't be any man worth anything if he didn't accept it especially as from what i've read it was in self-defense and they accepted yes it. Yes. Anyway, I hope you have a good rest of the week and hopefully I'll be calling in some more. Bye. Bye. Thank you for the call, Laura. Do you think Laura was piloting a jet then? I think that's what she does. Judging uh, by the noise in the background, I think she was bringing in the Lufthansa flight from Hamburg <laughs> as she I, rang in. Either that or her AC was just like, you know, it needs replacing. You know, the motor <laughs> and it needs replacing. Laura, have, have a look at it. <laughs> Call somebody in. Your big end's <laughs> gone, love. I think, <laughs> um, I do, big ends don't really go on cars anymore, do they? No. no. Well, that's a real 70s malady yeah. in the car. Yeah. I, I know, and it's a brilliant double entendre. It was the saviour of many a weak joke in the 70s. Your big end's gone. Joke about your big end. And now you can't use it anymore. Somebody else said on the Twitters this morning, how the bloody hell can uh, Lee not know? And Kerry said... Can we please just take it as fact that he doesn't? <laughs> so we're like, okay then, right. Um, he doesn't strike me as anybody that would pay much attention to the news. That's what true, I'm saying. True, but the, the plot hole in all of this is the fact that he's taking a class at the village hall. There is absolutely no way that somebody wouldn't have just said in passing, oh, 
you know, there's that Helen and yeah. you know, that's that Helen Archer and this is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the problem. If he just came into the village randomly, yeah. one off and they just bumped into, into each other at yeah. the shop and he whisked her off her feet, fair enough. Yeah. But actually he's yeah. got social interaction with, yeah, with what, other people in the village. With other people, yeah. exactly. That's where mm. this is, you know, because I get it. That he might be keeping his head underneath well, the rock as soon and he as, doesn't know as soon as Susan, soon, as soon as Susan tweaks what's going on, she'll tell him. She won't be able not to. Oh, I do think you're brave going at, you know, you, or you've made, make it, she really deserves to be happy after what's happened. Why, what's mm. happened? Blah, 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 blah. And then, Exactly. Yeah. I did like the scene. I know we're not supposed to chunter, but I did like the scene with Susan and Alice. When she said oh, you might not be ready for children, listen, and that's all right. That, but yeah, and the way that Alice just kind of like to shut that down. Yeah, there was, there was so much going on in that, mm. and we've we, actually this has all been the last two weeks have been classic Susan, hasn't it? Classic mm-hmm. yeah. peak Susan. Yeah, she's been yeah. doing what Susan does yeah. and doing it so well. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was peak Susan this week. It was um, sort of. Uh, when when Alice said, "I want to," um, I've got a, I've got, I'm really busy, and she said, "Oh, that's all right. I completely understand. I'll put the kettle on <laughs> rather than going." Okay, of course I'll go. You know, mm. and um, and then she said, "My daughter-in-law's gone international." That was lovely, and yeah. I don't know. She she is very proud of Alice, and you know, she she just doesn't really understand. Well, she understands more than we give her credit for, doesn't she, Susan? She's you know. She's mm. more open-minded than we give her credit for, but that's because when she's in gossip mode, she can be incredibly small-minded and petty and spiteful. So, you know, but when it's, she's open-minded about her own family because they can't be wrong because they're her family, but it's everyone else she's uh, mm. Well, she's definitely with. proud of Alice, yeah. but she's also proud of the fact that her son is married into the Aldridges. That's the, yeah. that's the key thing. You know, the squirearchy in effect. They've, yeah. Um, married <laughs> I into- like that. <laughs> And also the fact, you know, um, Natasha and Will getting married, mm-hmm. that's much too soon. That's just ridiculous. Uh, Alice and Chris getting married. Oh, no, that was romantic. You know, it's exactly, she said, well, we did that. No, 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 that was romantic. It's, it's like when it's us, us, it's it's great. Other people, no, you know, mm. yeah. Yes. Uh, Las Vegas and romance. I wouldn't put those two things together in the same sentence at all. But really? I, 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 oh God, I can't think of anywhere worth to go. But anyway, <laughs> I've I, never I, been. It sounds like hell on wheels to me. I well, just can't imagine. It's like Blackpool on steroids, but in the oh, desert. Oh, God. You know, I love yeah. the desert, but I like desert, desert, not desert with things in it. Mm. Anyway, uh, I believe we're chuntering. Now, we are chuntering. Uh, so, right now, here is Glyn, and it is an advertisement. Um, halfway through this but it's all for a good cause hello dumpty dum it's glenn here greetings to all in dumpty dum land um first i'd like to say that i think the last couple of podcasts last couple of dumpty dum podcasts have been amazing oh forward i'm sure would put it um so <laughs> thank you very much um what I've really enjoyed in the Archers over the last couple of weeks has been vintage Susan Carter. Oh. First, obviously, the uh-huh. scene uh, with uh, Jenny trying to fix the sink. And then this week when she went round to Alice, disturbed her while she was supposed to be working and just went on and on about the dinner party and managed to wind up Alice about uh, having children, etc. Uh, I really enjoyed that scene. Absolutely brilliant. Um, 
I can't get myself worked up to talk about um, Lee and Helen, um, nor about uh, Tom and Natasha, other than I thought the um, the family reaction when he uh, announced he was getting married was also uh, superb and very, very yeah. funny. Mm. I have a slight <laughs> ulterior motive in phoning in this week. Um, I'm going to make a shameless plug. My uh, elder daughter, Alex, is trying to raise some money uh, to make a film with the adults with autism that she works with in Yorkshire. And uh, it will be a remake of The Wizard of Oz. Uh, I'm sure if it is um, remade, or I'm sure if it's, it happens, I will be able to arrange for Dumpty Dum to have some exclusive rights to see it. And <laughs> if anyone would really like to help this, which will uh, be a great experience for the people involved, they can find it on the Alex Fully, for Alex Fully Love justgiving.com page. That's Alex Fully Love at justgiving.com. Thank you very much and have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. You know what? I think the listeners have maybe just realised that we just listen to these calls in real time, don't we? Because if we had yes. anything about us, that call would have been first and we wouldn't have said it was like beak Susan and literally <laughs> Glyn then repeats every just point. Said, exactly which, which the same. Have said, yes. yes. Mm. <sighs> Put this thing together with sticky back plastic, folks, I'm telling you. This is not a slick show at all. Uh, but anyway, so there you go. Um, why don't you go and support his daughter, Alex, because that sounds like a wonderful uh, and worthy yes, cause. Yes, it does. Yes. Right. Now, um, as befitting a show about the archers, our listeners are far and wide. And uh, this one is uh, you like him, don't you? I don't know about this chap here. Right. Right. He's deliberately, deliberately uh, (laughs) likes to uh, cause consternation. He described himself as a contrarian. Well, no, to be fair, that was me at Dumby Dum Live because he said Uh, he didn't like. Yeah. No, he said he'd kill Adam. No, 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 it was Ian. He said he'd kill Ian. Yeah, but then he said something. He doesn't... Lillian. He said he didn't like uh, Lillian. Remember, there was, yes. a, there was a gasp yes. in the, in the, in the yes, live... Yes, there Dumbledore was. Mordor. There was very nearly a lynching if he'd been nearer, if he hadn't been in Denmark. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, with a build-up like that, it can only be our Andy from Denmark. <laughs> Hi, Lucy and Royfield. It's Andy from Denmark, the contrarian. Um, now, I quite often have these conversations with my parents about the archers, um, and I have this game, another game, uh, that I play with my dad. The previous one was which uh, character we would like to kill, um, where I said I'd like to happily uh, kill Ian. Now, we have another game <laughs> called BBP, which means bad breath person, uh, where you can just hear from somebody's voice. Um, and their mannerisms, if they have uh, halitosis or not. Now, there's three uh, characters in the archers that absolutely, without a doubt, are, are a volcano of, of bad breath. Uh, number one is my friend Ian. Yeah, there's no doubt that Ian has bad breath. Um, Ed, without a shadow of a doubt, and, you know, poor old Emma has to kiss him. Oh! Um, and Roy, there's just, just, just a hundred percent yeah. guaranteed that Roy walks around with bad breath. And so it's not a coincidence that you don't often hear these three characters together at the same time. <laughs> um, because if you did, then I think our ears would melt. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, I just realised how absurd this uh, message is. <laughs> anyway, um, keep up the good work. I just love the show. It's brilliant. You're both superb. And um, yeah, <laughs> some other nonsense rambling. Bye. He just made. There is not a family game at all. Even he couldn't keep a straight face through that. Also bonkers call. Though, but he just made himself laugh. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, people should do more of that. Make yourself laugh. If you can't make anyone else laugh, make yourself laugh. Although he did make us laugh too. He did. He did. He did. I had a very disturbing thought by the sound of him. Mm-hmm. He sounds so young. I think we could be his parents' age, Royfield. Mm. When he said, "When I when I play this with my dad," I suddenly thought, "I bet I'm the same age as his dad." <laughs> well, I must admit, I did do a little bit of online sleuthing, and our Andy. Did you? Did yes, you? Yes, he, he tweeted, and. I clicked what does on, he tweet as? Well, uh, I can't remember now because, you know, I've got oh, my memory. Oh, but, but Listen, he must have tweeted in the last week and it came. And, you know, because I don't look at Twitter, I just post what I want to post and I get the hell yeah. out of there. But yeah. it, Andy came up somehow and I looked and he does football stuff. He's like a football statistician and it is all about the uh, the Danish league. So right, well, that's uh, definitely him then. Yeah, it's definitely him. And there's clearly not... only one, only one man called Andy in Denmark. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the only only way I would have noticed his tweet is if it was archers related, because it was just mm. you know flying around whatever. I, I wouldn't have noticed. Right, it. I'm anyway, going to stalk him now. Yeah. So is he twelve? Is he twelve? No, I got the impression that he was kind of like late this is me just making stuff up now but the impression that i got there is kind of late 20s early 30s so right he's too old to be a child of, of you and i actually okay. no good god i could have a, a late 20 year old i know oh, fuck i ain't been 50 anyway <laughs> <laughs> you know in your head you're still like in your early I 30s know. it's well, like see in my head i'm here i'm andy's age and then i suddenly thought no i'm not i'm actually i should be on the side of his father because <laughs> that's who that's my demographic bloody mm. hell it's when you have to tick tick the next box you know when it says are you between a <laughs> you know 18 and 24 24 and 30 and then you suddenly when you move up to the next age category that's a Tell big kicker that really well is. yes i I'm in saga holiday <laughs> territory now, Luce. <laughs> Have they started sending you brochures yes. of baths that with doors on the side? <laughs> well, I haven't quite got that because I don't know where to send them for me. Oh, oh, that's fair enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have to stay in the same place for longer than 10 minutes for them exactly. to find you, yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, Andy, top call, mate. Uh, you yes. got keep up with your nonsense. Uh, yes. Now, this person, <laughs> um, R. Scarlet Sparrow, she rallied uh, to to our to our aid, and he, Thank here you, is Scarlet. her call. Hello, you two. Scarlet Sparrow here. Um, apologies for the echoey nature of the call. Um, oh, just I like have a Lucy. Office, which is quite big and spacious, and I didn't have time to get home due to the emergency situation. Um, I have a long term prediction. Mm. Um, I still believe 
or is it just wishful thinking, that Lizzie will die, um, leaving Freddie to inherit Lower Loxley. He will be a complete and utter arse, um, sack the current manager and put Lily in place. Um, and Lily won't refuse because she's soft as butter, really. Um, he will continue to be a complete arse until he can get rid of the lovely Ross, um, making him go back to the hole he came from. When he manages that, he will give Lily half of Lower Loxley in a full partnership, but not until Russ is gone. Well, that's what I hope anyway. Um, my other thing is Nutcracker and the Sausage Boy are definitely not going to get married anytime soon. Well, I hope to God they don't because I can't bear it. Anyway, love to you all. Take care. Bye. Bye. When did she become Nutcracker? I don't know, but I like it. Me too. Mm. Well, they are going to get married. You can't have two jiltings. Well, it's next Friday. And he, yeah, well, he can't have two jiltings and you can't have anything kind of being arranged and disarranged that quickly. Mm. But uh, it's so stupid. Oh, Tom is such a... It's romantic, it's romantic, Lucy. They've just got... She's marrying the farm. When they says, do you, Natasha, take (laughs) thee, and she'll say bridge farm and associated (laughs) hectares, yes. Well, I think that's an overly cynical way of looking at things, (sighs) of which I completely agree with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's a wrong one. You know, there's there's something up. There's something yeah. up here, yeah. and 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 we did talk about this a few dumby dums ago, and we talked about the fact that how Tom has been different with the significant uh, relationships he's had, the way that he was with Kirsty, then with Brenda, mm. Mm. and and actually, you know, with Kirsty one point Tom and Kirsty 1.0 he was walking all over wasn't he yeah and, and see dutifully paid the the in inverted commas lesser partners role you know he was doing his sausages yeah. he was doing x and y and z he had the affair with the woman at, uh, at, uh, at Underwoods or whatever the heck it was then then with Brenda is much more uh, a meeting of, of equals and she was helping him with the marketing etc it appears to me that in this version of Tom with a significant other that he's just cannon fodder and this woman is just walking all over him or is about <laughs> yeah. to walk all over him. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's been he's been neutered. So yeah. maybe that's where the, the nutcracker comes in because she's cracked those nuts and she's cut them off. She's then just thrown them away and <laughs> you know <laughs> She's planted them. She's gonna have a nut tree. Mm. <laughs> Who's next? Oh next is I like the way you just move things on. Uh oh it, it's the voice. Good evening, Dumpty Dum as worldwide. (laughs) It's Catherine Rowan Jones calling in from High Wycombe at 88 Ivy Fox on the Twitters. Thank you for everything you do. And here's me two penneth contribution because I understand you're a bit short of speakers this week. (laughs) I really enjoyed the interview on Dumpty Dum Extra, um, Royfield interviewing Uncle God Kerry Davis and talking about the map of Ambridge, which for many years I had as my desktop wallpaper on my computer. One thing that neither of you mentioned um, that I picked up on um, some time ago and it makes me smile is that the village green in the centre of the village is triangular and looked at from a certain angle, 
forms the upper part of a capital A for Ambridge. <laughs> it oh, does. Just yes. me seeing that in there. Um, I have a plot prediction, um, which is that Kirsty will realise that tedious living in a new build four bedroom house with four Philip bedroom. Moss is not for her. She wants to do her eco stuff, and I predict that she'll go and have a, a word with Patrick, who used to look after the um, country park as ranger, and perhaps she might get together with him. Um, added bonus being that he's a fabulous organist, so I'm sure they'll be very happy together on that front. Um, <laughs> interesting to, I'm interested yeah. to see how... A, the disastrous wedding will turn out and whether mm. Lee will um, leave Helen to her devices because poor bugger, she's given him no insight. Thanks for everything. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. A timing issue there, are Catherine. Um, a stellar call as always. Uh, yes, uh, there is a new Dum De Dum Extra. If you are a Patreon or a PayPal uh, subscriber, you will hear uh, Kerry and I chunter on about uh, the mapping of Ambridge and how that is done and how that is reflected in the storylines. Uh, and as always, it is just a total joy to to talk to is our Uncle God Kerry. So um, if you haven't done so already, go on to Patreon, subscribe, and uh, you can listen to that interview. Mm. And, um, and one thing which he did say. Um, about uh, about the village green is that cricket used to be played on it, and Catherine is completely right. If you look at a map of Ambridge, it is triangular. So I'm not saying it would have been impossible to play cricket on it, but it would have been a, a little <laughs> bit peculiar. You know? <laughs> You'd have had everyone squashed up one end. <laughs> Ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> but but uh, an astute observation. Now. Um, this gentleman, literally without him, you feel like it's not quite a dum-dum. It's our Witherspoon in the lower, was it the lower east-west side? Yeah, that's that's where he is. Greetings, Lucy, Royfield, Millie Bell, and all Dumpty Dummers Hello. around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here, just back from a visit to my mom in Delray Beach, Florida, where I must say the weather was perfect. Visiting my mom reminded me of Jill. They were born in the same year, were both married for over 50 years, and lost their husbands in 2010. Shula and I were also born within a couple of months of each other. Also, wow. coincidentally, my mom has a new male friend, but he's mm. truly just a pal. In fact, we refer to him as Marty, he's just a friend. Though he does drive her around everywhere, which is quite helpful, especially as I am a thousand miles away which is typical of many New Yorkers of my generation. I do wish my mom could let go of the memory of my dad a bit and have a wee romance. I admire Jill for that. And I also mm. wish David could grow up a bit and let her enjoy what's left of life. Yes. My mom, unfortunately, functions more like a typical 88-year-old. She has slowed down, doesn't cook much or at all, and has some memory problems. So I do enjoy listening to all the super seniors on The Archers. I hope they keep on trucking. And good luck with Lenny, Jill. Talk to you all soon. I, I was sent to Jamaica Christmas uh, 1984, Lucy. Cutting a long story short, my grandmother 
who I'd been sent over to see. Um, she had been single. So that's 1984. My grandfather left her in 1947. She hadn't had another partner since. She was always waiting for my grandfather to come back. And oh. yeah, and actually he asked her to live with him. And he's living in New Orleans um, in 1996. So she spent nine months living with him in New Orleans. She was so happy. She waited her whole life literally 50 years for him to uh, to go through his various girlfriends and to come back to her anyway she had a friend wasn't a boyfriend but um i was uh i was out at the bar and uh, my cousin said to me um do you want do you want to uh if you go back now you'll see mr benjamin and i always called him mr benjamin not, not Benjamin, right. right? Is that Jamaican way of saying it? Always made me laugh. And, and it was called Mars, Mars Benjamin. Anyway, um, he'll be sat watching TV with your gran. So, so I, I, I just kind of snuck back and sneaked in, and it was so lovely seeing my gran sat watching TV, just holding hands with this man. Oh, it was so sweet. You, like they never kissed. They there was, there was not, but like they would sit and watch TV and just hold hands. Maybe they did. You don't know. They could have been at it like knives when you were out of the way. Nah, because she always kept, she was always waiting for my grandfather, but she'd hold hands with another man. She'd okay. do that. And she, she always went to church and stuff. That's as far as right. it ever went with, with, with my grand. Right. But I'll just never forget. Is that, that's just that it was the lights were off and it was that blue tube yeah. light from the TV and yeah. it's kind of flickering and they were just holding hands. A gap between Aww. them. They weren't snuggled up. Right. Yeah. And they're just holding hands. And he was just like, oh, you know. Why did she bother waiting? Why did. <sighs> but yes. Seniors and f- having companionship, I'm all for it because my 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 at least my granny had held hands with Mr. Benjamin, Mars Benjamin. Yeah, all very lovely. The one thing that we have to address with last week is Lee and Helen. Mm. Things were going so think, well until yeah, I but I think it was nicely flagged up. It was beautifully written. It was nicely flagged up with Emma saying. You know, I'm so pleased for you that this is all worked out and you're feeling better. And mm. she said, no, nothing. It's never happened. It's all fine. That's gone. I'm not thinking about it anymore. But you, when something like that happens, you can't just blank it out. You can't just, and that's what, what, what happened in that scene. You know, she she thought she was doing so well at just completely um, chopping that part of her brain off, compartmentalizing it. And then that song came on and, you know, mm. it all sort of came rushing back and, um, it was beautifully done, and I hope that this is this this will be the thing that makes her tell Lee because you know I do want her to be annoying as she is. I do want her to be happy. Mm. Somebody said earlier on that they felt sorry for her, and and yeah. obviously you have to. But also, I feel sorry for him because he doesn't yeah. he doesn't know what the hell he's going. As far on. as he knows, it was his tiramisu that made her. <laughs> you know, Shot he's got no bought. idea exactly. what's going on. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> And the other thing to say about this, and, and you you did say it was beautifully done. It was expertly crafted in terms of the plotting of it, because we all just went, hey, 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 right? And, you know, you're like, what the hell? 
because yeah. we don't remember the piece of music that was being played. No, and then they lifted the music up at the end, didn't they? They they put it up so you could hear what what it was. Exactly. If anyone did remember, exactly. Yeah. So we really were Helen for that for that you know instant yeah. that you know just yeah. something just came out of nowhere, you know. So yeah. so that was absolutely well done, and. I do feel sorry for the guy. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. She's got PTSD. I feel sorry for her. Um, she mm. was subject to all this abuse. Um, but I, I think he deserves, you know, a lot of pity too, because he's obviously into her. Right. Yeah. You know. and the, the least, the, the very least that he deserves is an explanation of what the hell has been yeah. going on. Because, you know, you expect, you know, often people will blow hot and cold at the start of relationships and that's fine when they're just sort of finding their feet and everything. Mm. But when it's, you know, something like that, then clearly that's true. He's tremendously traumatized. He can tell she's tremendously traumatized and he has absolutely no idea why, yeah. you know, that's, and that's an awful position to be in. How quickly into a relationship do you blow? <laughs> funny, funny man. Ha ha ha. <laughs> right now, um, we've got through this pretty quick, right? I, don't I have some believe, messages. Uh, just before you do that, yes, no more calls. Right, message away. Go. Right, number one. Lovely, lovely Angela Barnes is doing a show at the Leicester Square Theatre this Friday. And if you would like to go and see her, she is hilarious, as we know, friend mm -hmm. of the show, et cetera, et cetera. You can get two for one tickets if you use the code ARCHERS241. ARCHERS figure 241. Um, so, yes, go and do that. And because it is cheap and she is very funny and you will have a lovely Friday evening. Now, email from Deborah Stone. I have listened to the podcast for nearly a year and I'm so thankful to have another outlet for my Archer's fascination as no one else I know listens to the show. I'm in Austin, Texas. So if anyone else is in Austin, Texas, go and find Deborah Stone. And I started listening to the Archer Andrew several years Mellon ago. And there lives was a... in, in, in Texas. I've got Does a sneaky feeling it, it's, it might be Houston. Uh, it's one okay. or the other. It's one or the other. But okay. anyway, but, um, Andrea, um, just, just let us know because you might have somebody, if you are in the same town, you yeah. should hook up. Sorry, as um, I started listening several years ago when there was a rash of farm equipment theft going on in Ambridge. When I realised Adam and Ian were a couple and there was an actual gay element in this story, I was hooked. The first new person I remember coming onto the show was Bethany Tucker. Mike and Brenda, um, Mike and Becky, Mike and... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... Mike and well, Vicky, I've got a complete, Vicky. but she said Brenda. Yeah, yeah, she said Brenda, and I know. I was yeah, Brenda was his Mike daughter. and Vicky Tucker's. Yeah, Mike and Vicky Tucker's baby born with Down syndrome. So I proudly claim to be a Bethany, and I wish we could get some more info on how they're doing. Don't they ever visit Ambridge? No, they don't, and it is mental. How is Bethany doing in school? And isn't it time that local Ambridge area schools get caught up so they can integrate kids with special needs into the greater population while still providing necessary accommodations? Here I are. I know that uh, Rachel, who plays Vicky, would love to come back, as would uh, Terry, who plays Mike. Um, there are now uh, people with um, uh, special needs and things in, in, you know, there's a lot of diversity now in uh, soap operas in British television. Uh, but apparently it hasn't extended to radio, which is a real shame. Um, now, a serious one. We had a message from somebody uh, this week 
um, who uh, wants to remain anonymous for obvious reasons. Um, they said that uh, not only is um, depression not something you can talk about, but neither is alcoholism, and it makes finding help very, very difficult. And um, I think they feel quite isolated trying to deal with a problem that's very large by themselves. So if you know who you are, if you email again, um, then um, we can see it. You know, if you email, is it dumpty dum at? What's that kind of general email address, Roy? Um, Royfield at gmail.com. Oh, <laughs> okay. If you email, <laughs> well, how come it comes to me as well then? Because if somebody sends something via the form, um, it just it comes, it comes to both of us. Okay, and if they do it by the form, is that confidential? No one else can see yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just just you and I. Okay, so you can email person. You can email using the form on the site, and if you want to, we can try and put you in touch with some people who might be able to help you. Um, and I know it seems odd getting help through an archer's podcast but the most important thing is that you talk to somebody it doesn't matter how you do it or who you who you do it through or whatever but i think i believe that the help is there you just need encouragement to do it and some support so if we can help please let us right next alison said plot prediction Mm -hmm. i have been musing on some of the following since christmas but recent events in ambridge have made me think that there will have to be a series of house moves in the summer right are you ready for this absolutely it's like general post emma and ed with george and kira will move to their affordable house on the new development i'm not sure they will because i think this tim thing will kick off and ed will lose the deposit leaving eddie and Cat clary unable to afford to stay at grange farm joe will not survive this change grange farm is therefore empty brian jenny and rory will move to grange farm possibly with kate they will be able to afford the rent and will appreciate extra space they may buy it from oliver Tom and Natasha can then move in next door to Roy. Eddie and Clary, now minus Joe, will move into Will's house on the green and won't need to move again. Johnny and Hannah will then be homeless. Hannah is best placed to afford to rent or possibly buy somewhere else. She may then take in Johnny as a lodger and possibly Freddie too if he cannot return to Lower Loxley. If not, I can see Johnny and Freddie sharing elsewhere but can't think where they might find. It could be good for Freddie's. It may help him to find his feet as an adult away from Elizabeth and her current problems. Lily, hopefully soon without Russ, will stay on at Lower Loxley as manager for some time. I'm probably wrong on a lot of this. It will be interesting to know what others think. I think you sound absolutely spot on, actually. I can see all of that happening. Well, my observation on that is to agree with you, but you couldn't have so much to and froing all at once. Though... Each of those things, one by one, <laughs> be makes sense. Removal lorries just circling the green. <laughs> <laughs> Pickfords would be, would be like the number one source of Pickfords lorries. <laughs> uh, wonderful email. Don't think it's all going to happen, but wonderful email all the same. Now, is that all the emails done? It is. Right, smashing. All right, then. Well, if you're in the UK, you're going to hear an ad. If you're in the US... You might hear an ad. If you're in Canada, you probably won't. And anywhere else, you definitely won't. And then it will be time for our Millie Bell. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good day, everyone. Now, I know this is going to shock a lot of people, but I had to say that I thought Jolene was a dreadful singer, and I said that out yeah. loud on Facebook. And I'm afraid <laughs> I thought she was really out of tune. Uh, and least, and I, but I did offer to show myself out because I knew that I thought this would not be a popular decision. And Chris Wormsley yeah. said, Kenton said she was on fire. <laughs> Shortly afterwards, <laughs> his pants were. <laughs> Martin Vanden Heuvel said, her line dancing is even worse. Claire Taylor said, calling her Dolly Parton's younger sister was pushing in a bit. And Stephen Bowden said, nah, that's your actual Borsitcher country and Western tuning. It just sounds flat. Uh, Colin Miller said, I think it's authentic. Uh, Ruth Simpson said it was bloody dire, almost as bad as carpet burns at Lockfest. Yes, you're right, Ruth, it was. Uh, Jane Evans Was Smith says, haven't heard the episode yet, but I did think she sounded rather ropey when she sang in a recent episode. Nigel Van Beek said, well, it hasn't been known as C&W, as in the Blues Brothers film. We do both sorts of music, country and Western, for many years. It's just country <laughs> now. But then... The scripties think that Tubular Bells is prog rock. So, anyway, there was so many comments about that. So, if you'd like to join in that conversation, you will find us on Facebook, of course. Uh, another uh, thread that really captured everybody's imagination was uh, discussing whether Ed's friend is actually his friend. Um, I thought he sounded oh, really, really yeah. sinister myself. Yeah. Yeah. And Catherine Longston said, oh, man, he made my flesh crawl last night something wicked this way comes poor ed yep. and poor poor emma uh, yeah. beth and jones says he's grooming ed not sure what for yet i think he's grooming ed for emma being on the council myself um yeah. rob williams says he reminds me of don vito corleone same day and that day may <laughs> never come i will call upon you to do a service for me but until that day yes. consider this justice a gift on my daughter's wedding day Kate Nichols said, was the gang who were fly-tipping dogfighting ever caught? I wonder if he's going to ask some sort of big favour. I'm sure I'm not the only person who shouted, no! 
at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, Stephen Bowden said, of course, and those extra compartments in the bodywork of the van are nothing to worry about. And there's absolutely no <laughs> chance that Tim will ask Ed to ask Eddie to make a few trips from the Precursor's warehouse to the Lower Loxley Crystal Meth Factory or from there to the Cat and Fiddle. After all, he's just doing a good friend a favour. And Andrea Melling said, I have a bad feeling about him. Ed is not the brightest, and I hope Emma stops him from getting into trouble. Uh, uh, we also discussed the fact that Emma told Clary that Toby paid her to claim Pip's place up. Well, we know how this is going to end, don't we? Um, Jeff Carson said, it means bye-bye, Toby, and don't let the door hit your butt on the way out. <laughs> and Witherspoon said, Clary, Susan, Pip, why didn't Emma directly tell her mother? Uh, Elizabeth Burns said, would you mind if someone paid to have your house claimed? Because I wouldn't. I think the no, issue really is there that he allowed her to believe that she'd done it, uh, yeah. he'd done it. Yeah. And Sarah Pascom just called him a lying tick. Uh, we had a really busy week this week with lots of people putting up their own posts, which was fantastic. Uh, Will Ramsey said he was pleased Adam mentioned the arable side of his business as a new listener. How many acres do they have? Tricky time of year for a proper farmer to consider going away to Bulgaria. So that started a discussion there. And, uh, of course, Witherspoon put up his usual weekend uh, it's, uh, he puts up some great posts at the weekend just when you think, oh, well, you know, I've done enough archers for the week um, and it's good to discuss something. It's a bit related to the archers, but it's about our own lives. We learn a lot about each other this way. And he was asking uh, how people feel, uh, what, ha what people cook when they have visitors, what's your go-to. And the other thing I do need to mention, and I know many other people have mentioned it, but we've had a few comments saying how brave Lucy V was about her depression how impressed people are uh, with that and I think the very least that you did Lucy was to make people feel like they could be a little braver themselves and if that's the very least you did oh. that was pretty awesome girlfriend so from all of us oh. on Facebook to you in particular Lucy but to anybody who wants to join us come find us because we're where the party's at so <laughs> until next time I'm on because next week you have uh, the lovely Yoko Boy until so for a fortnight, I say to you, hooroo. Hooroo. Oh, toodle pip. Um, that, that, that's just a totally lovely call, uh, Millie Bell. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, bigging you up. As you should be bigged up for being, being so brave and inspiring other people to, um, you know, to seek help and to admit their issues with depression too. So well done, Freeman. Now, I'm just going to quickly read something out because um, I've just been... Oh, yes, I just saw it. You well, it, yeah. well you, you're better at doing the reading than me, so why don't you read it? <laughs> it's such a lovely... Who is it from? It's from Freebie65. She's written us a review on, on Apple Podcasts. Okay. If you are an archer's person, then you really need this in your life. It's an entirely delightful combination of good humour, acute social observation, and gentle, gentle lolloping idiocy. <laughs> Up yours, toxic fandoms. <laughs> Dumpty Dum is the apogee of politeness. 40 billion stars out of five from me. Gentle lolloping idiocy is the nicest thing I think anyone's ever said about us. No, that, that that's the reason why I, I pulled it out. Obviously, since we thanked people for for writing reviews, we've had we've had a few in. Uh, we've had Sarah Jean zero six one two. That's from Freebie sixty five. We had Vesa P, 
and uh, and regular listener um, sent us in reviews, and we and uh, you know when we love them. Uh, oh, and and ten sixty six as well. So we, we've had quite a few, uh, but that was just um, a lovely thing to say and uh, warmed the cockles on my heart. And also, we had another email from Caroline McCann who said she liked my Daily Mirror headlines, and see, she sent me some um, some funny ones. So here is today's uh, Mirror headline for you, Caroline. Woman takes entire drain grate back home after getting heel caught on night out. <laughs> she just clanked it all the way home. <laughs> <sighs> right, do you want tweets of the week now? Just whilst we're on the drains thing, this is yes. a question which I'm throwing out to American listeners of Dum De Dum. One thing which really strikes me uh, this is to do with drains, street drains. The reason that I made this connection in, in my mind. One thing that really strikes me is you'll see signs on every urban American street saying either weekly or fortnightly, bi-weekly as I say over here, there is street cleaning between certain hours you can't park your car. Now, Luce, what I don't understand is why street cleaning needs to take place because our streets in the UK are not noticeably any dirtier and American ones aren't any cleaner. So why right. is it that American streets need to be cleaned once a week, once a fortnight, and ours don't? But there's going to be somebody out there who's going to come up with an explanation for this. But I've asked Americans this and like, it's just street cleaning, it just happens. And it's like, but it doesn't happen in the UK. Yes, we have like mm. markets... You have like a street market yeah. and a van. No, we have a... those little those exactly. little machines yes. with the with the with the dish with the washing yeah. up brushes yeah, yeah, stuck yeah, yeah. to the bottom yeah. of them. They go whizzing round. Exactly, but that's specifically yeah. for like you know some kind of fruit and veg market where there's going to be you know detritus and stuff on the ground, and that needs to be no on normal roads. It's, yeah, but, it's there, but but, yeah. but no one needs to get out of the way. For exactly, them. and it doesn't happen on a weekly. Well, it does on markets, but but yeah. But America, there's this big thing about you've got to move your car and you'll get a ticket if you, and I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Mm. My road, you know, the road where my mum and dad live, Holly Lane in Erdington, as far as I've, I know, a street cleaner's never been down it ever. And I'm sure one has. Oh, on ours was. But it's not, we used to have it every fortnight. You're joking fortnight. me. What? In Walthamstow? Yeah. One of those little, the little men come down. With the not the little men, the big men, and the little the little twiddly machine thing, or they sweep it. Well, okay, but no one has to move their car. Yeah, you don't. You definitely don't have to move your car. And I'm telling you, as sure as eggs is eggs, in Brum, with the exception of maybe the rag market in the centre of town, roads do not get cleaned anywhere near uh, as regularly. That's because you're just mucky. <laughs> That's actually quite a good West Midlands accent. <laughs> Stop being rude, Arlis. <laughs> do you want to finish his podcast now? Shall I do tweets of the week yes, now? Yes, please. Uh, Eamon O'Tierney. Suggested for Lower Loxty, they should put a Nigel Pargeter Memorial zip wire up on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Hawkins. I so know Tim's picked his accent up from watching Countryfile. Nobody would guess his Sicilian ancestry. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Being Doris. Jolene would never get anything done if she knew this hashtag existed. Hashtag the archers. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Andrew Thackeray. I've got that sinking feeling. It's a case of Tim nice but crim. 
<laughs> Very good. <laughs> and Treasonable Sarah, this is about I have to sing. Jolene, 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 Jolene. I'm begging of you, please don't go online. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. That also reminds me of my uh, 1984 Christmas trip to Jamaica because I, I was listening to that on um, on the in-flight radio on a loop. That Jolene, Jolene. Uh, anyway, uh, Lucy, mm. um, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah, that was it. Lucy, just coming mm. back onto Jolene, do yes. you think that, um, was it Kerry that wrote it last week? Yes. Yeah, right. That R. Kerry wasn't being a little bit meta with all the online stuff and yes. the trolling. The haters and everything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Absolutely. completely yeah. talking about people following hashtag the archers, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, very yeah. clever, Mr. Yes. Davis. Well done, sir. Right. Okay, folks, dumdydum.com, go there. It's got a whole smorgasbord of stuff. You can see Lucy's already tuned out. You can hear her chundering away. And I, and no, I, no, 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 no. I wanted to. No, this is my best Dolly. I love Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adore her. And one of my favorite Dolly Parton stories ever mm. is that she wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You on the same day. Really? Gosh. Two of the most iconic songs of the last 20 years. 20 years. 30 years. 40 years. Oh, God. Here we go again. 40 years. <laughs> and she wrote them on the same day. Incredible. Mm. No, I, she's such a forceful woman and so bright. And because of the way that she physically looks, you, you know, you don't get, and, and dare I say it, we take a prejudice to her accent, but she's actually bloody smart and a bit of an intellectual and a canny business person as well. Dolly Parton, don't mess. At the moment, she's worth $500 million. Yeah, don't mess with that woman. She's got it all going on. Utterly smart. But she, as she says, it costs a lot of money to look this cheap. And she does it on purpose. She absolutely look, does that on yeah, purpose uh, because she knows that people underestimate yeah. her if she does. And I love her. I just love her. I think she's amazing. And the things that she does for the, you know, she buys the... Um, uh, books for the children that live uh, in, in around her in, in America and all that sort of thing. Mm. Incredible. Helps out um, tiny schools. And- talking about people who uh, musically got it going on, Keith Flint died the day that yeah. we are recording this. And I saw The Prodigy um, a couple of times. And back in the early 90s, I was somewhat of a mediocre uh, DJ and managed to see them... Uh, Oh, I forget, um, Woking or, or somewhere a, a little bit, I was going to say sad, but it's a dreadful thing to say. If you live in Woking, sorry, Woking, wonderful place. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere very, very bland, shall we? Oh, gosh, just as bad. Anyway, I'll dig myself out of this. I'll, I'll move on. So I saw them in Woking. <laughs> and they did, it was just when they'd just done um, Charlie Says. So they hadn't done yeah. Firestarter. But what? a sense of raucous energy that they just brought to things. And that video, uh, the Firestarter video, is one of the most iconic videos of the last, you know, 20 years. Not even... uh, It it actually is in all-time 
videos, it's there in, in, in the top 100 yeah. of the videos. You know, you have Bohemian Rhapsody, you have Thriller, you know, that is going to be up there as well. That man, you know, utterly uh, defined that group, considering he wasn't actually the musical driving force, but he became the icon for for the prodigy and broke dance music in America. Literally that man and that performance, yes, with that song, that piece of music which had so much power, so much energy, which was dance music but sounded like punk. You know, it was just yeah, just amazing. Yeah. And he just personified that. And, you know, young Americans just, thought, just said, what the hell, I want some of this. You know, yeah. and you know, yeah. to hear that he's passed um, today is just incredibly sad because he did take his own life. depression um the last the last few weeks and you you know you said what you said and it's just touched so many people's lives every day in the uk 12 men commit suicide so it's your starting 11 and the manager you know so we've got to just be able to talk about our loneliness and our and our separation and, and also and just mm. the fact that sometimes things just don't make sense in our heads and, and we know it and just and we've got to be able to reset and to hear people when when they when they say this and I haven't always been great you know there's been times when I, and I think I said this on a maybe I didn't quite say it on a dumb dumb I know I said it on some podcast I did some years ago an old school friend of mine and on Facebook she was saying stuff which was uncomfortable and she talked about Mm. her ex and how, you know, he wasn't looking after the kids or he wasn't, you know, it was just a whole load of stuff which a lot of people are dealing with in that situation of being a single parent but wouldn't say publicly. And there was tumbleweed on her posts. And Mm. I'm sure a lot of people were looking at it puriently uh, for yeah. slight entertainment value, what you're going to say yeah. now, and then all of a sudden she just disappeared, and mm. and that really made me think. And I went off and read up about the pernicious effects of social media and people not feel it people looking at other people's lives specifically like things like instagram as well as one one of the worst because everybody everything's Mm. so perfect and then there are Mm -hmm. people thinking well i can't afford to go on that holiday my child Mm. hasn't just Mm. graduated from Mm. oxford that does been expelled and whatever i'm worthless and if anybody follows me on facebook they will see there's a massive 
diminution of the amount of posts that I've done from, I think it's about 2016, when I started reading all this stuff. I just, it's not that I, I don't ever post, but I used to talk about politics. I used to comment on other people's posts, et cetera, et cetera. For me now, that platform is a glorified uh, family album. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't yeah. really, you know, depression, alienation, all these things are just around us all the time. And we're we're living in a time and an age where we're more connected than ever to each other, but actually we're more lonely. And, and mm. we have to, you know, combat that and have the structures, the strictures that can actually reach out to people because mm. we're all looking at each other and it's so fucking competitive. Yeah, no. There's, there's a re- my Go. my 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 daughter is uh, revising for her GCSEs at the mm-hmm. moment, and um, those of you that aren't on Twitter, I'll just tell you a quick funny story. She <laughs> she um, is re- doing history, and uh, she had to revise about the reparations after the Second World War. So I made her listen to Noel Coward's version of "Don't Let's Be Beastly to the Germans," <laughs> which I thought would help her immeasurably. Anyway, um, uh, so when she fails that, it'll be entirely my fault. Um, <laughs> Me and Noel Count. Uh, she said that on on Instagram, she said, "Mum, mum, mum, I'm not, I'm not revising enough. I'm not revising enough." And you know, she's got her plan and she sticks to it. And we make sure that she, um, you know, we take her to the gym, take her to swimming. Um, uh, you know, tell her when to, when she needs to have breaks and stuff, and take her up a cup of tea and say, "Come and have a chat. Come and have a walk. Whatever." Just to sort of keep her going because they get so much pressure. And she said, there's this girl I follow on Instagram and she's revised every single day for nine hours a day. And she's going to do that every day until... And I said, you you know, you have no idea if that's what she's doing. We, I spent half my GCSE revision time on the phone to my friends discussing how little GCSE revision I was doing. And then, you know, and then everyone that says, oh, I haven't done anything, I haven't done anything, goes and actually absolutely smashes it because they have been. And it's just such a lot of nonsense. And I thought, I can't believe that they're even getting competitive now about, you know, how much revision they're doing. And that's coming from Instagram. You know, it's just, it's insidious and really unhelpful and horrible. Mm. Well, let's just hope that, you know, with, with your support and with, you know, your insight that, you know, you can help your, your little one through and, and hopefully this little podcast can, you know, yeah. serves as something to help people who are kind of feeling lonely and um, kind of isolated. And yeah. So I think the next couple of shows uh, we'll have um, at the start of the show, we'll just run a little little bit of a number for some mental health charities yeah. because we've had so much, so much uh, emails and calls and comment on Twitter and whatever about, um, you know, Elizabeth Partridge, her, her her depression, and then our loose talking about you know her issues w- with depression as well, and obviously it's just chimed with so many people and stuff. So uh, we will do. Well, that. I have to say, mm-hmm. some of the night I've been getting so many lovely direct messages from people on Twitter, and it makes me so so happy when I get messages. I've had messages from people, and I'm not exaggerating. I've had messages from people saying. I felt I've been taking antidepressants for 20 years and I felt guilty every day for 20 years. And I listened to the pod. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional now. I listened to the podcast and now I don't feel guilty anymore. And the fact that, you know, you had to hear that, 
from a lunatic talking about the archers on a <laughs> on a gentle lolloping idiocy podcast. You know, <laughs> it shouldn't it shouldn't have been me that. You know, I'm glad I said it and I'm glad it helped, but it shouldn't have been me that said that. And the fact that people are feeling guilty every day for taking a pill that they need is just, it's so wrong. You know, it, it, it is wrong, but at least there is recognition now. You know, at least we can say that. So it doesn't mean that everyone's going to be healthy and right tomorrow, but it, it, but it just means we can talk about it more. There's more openness about it because, yeah. you know, you know, it's one thing about being, being the age that, that we are now and, and we can plot the fact that these... <laughs> now it's a good now it's a good thing well, <laughs> earlier on in the show it was a terrible <laughs> thing that we were the age that we are well now. swings and roundabouts loose, loose swings and roundabouts yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> but anyway still better than the alternative that's, that's it but but we but we can see that attitudes are changing still got some way to go and 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 and, and understanding you know yeah and I will admit when I was younger, I just thought what people needed to do. And I'm going to say younger, I mean a teenager. I'm not talking about like, you know, 35. Um, I just thought that what people needed to do was just kind of like, you know, book their ideas up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't, you know, looking back at it now, obviously I had come in contact with friends and family that would suffered with mental health issues and, and, and with depression. But at that age, you've got no perspective on life and you take things as read. So, you know, this uncle or that aunt's just a little bit miserable. That's just what they are, just a bit miserable. Yeah. That, that, that... Well, if you were a woman, you were described as neurotic. Mm. And if you were a, a, a man, weak, I think. Yeah. He's a bit sensitive. I had a cousin, Damien. Well, I still have a cousin because I haven't seen him in, in forever. And you used to look at pictures of my cousin Damien as a child and he never smiled in pictures, Lucy, never smiled. And he's about a year younger than me. And his dad, uh, Uncle Dylan, was um, a, bit, a bit of a reggae pop star and had a minor hit in the 70s. And then Uncle Dylan kind of, went off the rails and he's kind of in Jamaica now half half shot through if the truth be known it's just all incredibly sad and poor poor Damien was just kind kind of left and the last time I saw him maybe it was about 2000 2001 and I and I'll and I'll be honest you know my business at the time was flying I was really busy and I hadn't then seen him in like 15 years and he was living in kind of sheltered uh, accommodation. And the little light in his eyes, like when I saw him and he says, oh, cause we're gonna have to see each other again and stuff, you know? And mm. and I didn't, you know? Mm. It was a, just a little bit too much hassle to go to that other side of London. And I had, you know, I know I'd just been born and, it's my cousin. I completely 
completely don't have in, in any contact with, but the whole family doesn't, you know. Mm. If he had been, and as a child, he was not diagnosed, you know, because this was the 70s and the 80s. He just wasn't diagnosed. You look back now, it's so obvious. You look back yeah. at every yeah. family picture, that little boy was never smiling. He was always no. down. You know, he can't operate a, a, as an adult. You know, he could have maybe had the in, the help, the intervention at an earlier age. You know, I don't know. But we're, we're all guilty of, of ignorance. We're all guilty of, and even when we're confronted with, with it, with, with people, of just not knowing what to do and turning turning a blind eye. And saying, mm. you know well, what? People are frightened yeah. of it as well. There's still that old thing about somehow it's catching, you know, or you're going you to have loose? to. <laughs> 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 you can't, you can, don't sit on a toilet seat that a depressed person has sat on because you might come out <laughs> depressed. Um, and th- there's a thing about, about it being it being somehow contagious or somehow harmful to you that uh, you might get, you find yourself in broader, that the person's going to become incredibly sort of needy and drain you or whatever. And it's not, it's not like that. Don't be, go towards it, not away from it. Mm. It's, it's difficult. I'm not, I'm not. And I know that when I'm having a really bad time, then nobody can reach me at all. But actually I don't want anyone to. So, you know, that's, that's it's not all right, but it's, you know, it's not like I would, um, you know, become a sort of a drain on anyone because I just want everyone to clear off and leave me alone. But, mm. uh, you know, it's just knowing that you can be miserable and knowing that no one's going to panic about it and everyone's just going to accept that sometimes you are miserable and sometimes you are not. That's the best thing. Mm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Luce, how do I segue from this to talking about dumdydum.com? <laughs> it's got a shop. <laughs> I can't. You can buy a depressed T-shirt <laughs> there. Yes. <laughs> right, folks. Um, yeah, there's st- stuff in our <laughs> store on dumdydum.com. Why don't you uh, go over there with your hard-earned money and uh, fritter some of it away in, in our direction because it all helps uh, keep us in gold-plated microphones. And, and, and by the sounds of things, Lucy needs a new one. So uh, she had trouble making do, this yeah, one my, work. My red light's been blinking mm. on and off. So, so there you go. This this podcast nearly didn't happen. So if that worries you, get down to dumdydum.com <laughs> and get your bloody wallets out. Are you threatening people over the internet again? We've we've had yeah, this, Royfield. We're not. Threat <laughs> they said and to us we're not to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, folks, um, you heard at the start of the show, old grey whiskers talk about uh, another way which you can support us, which is by going on to patreon.com. Patreon is a wonderful website which helps content creators, people that create stuff over the internet, to 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 you know to get a little bit of payment back from people that enjoy their content. So go on to patreon.com forward slash dumdydum and you can uh, subscribe for two dollars per show. And uh, you can become a Patreon listener, which means that 
not quite once a month, but maybe about once every six weeks or so, I try and interview some of the great and the good who uh, in, are in and around the Archer show and um, get uh, an exclusive interview to you. So you get exclusive content if you sign up to patreon.com. Also, I need to say sorry because I forgot about this, but I'm saying it out out loud now um about two months ago i did say to um about five or six patreon supporters who've been supporting us from day one and when you add up the amount of money loose that they've actually contributed it, it you know for the i think we've been doing patreon for about three three and a half years now it is substantial so you will be getting mugs um, you know who you are. I know a couple of you did actually email me and stuff. I will send those out. I'll be totally, totally honest. Um, I, something that I said whilst doing a show, didn't actually write anything down. And then I, I kind of forgot, but I, I did remember uh, yesterday. So um, I'm going to send those out to you this week. Uh, Lucy, still haven't had a photograph with you and the mug. Oh, sorry. Mm. Yes bad form yeah sorry i will but do that as, sorry as sorry, sorry. a mere culpa why don't you read out the little bit in red and then we can just because say i've shut episode. the script down and i thought we'd finish <laughs> right <laughs> remember to get in contact folks well, and like send a us well a voice message machine. via speak pipe <laughs> on this on, on the website which is www.com or you can call us on 020 to leave us a message from an ordinary phone on facebook sorry on twitter you can find yokel bear at dumdy dum lucy is at at lucy v freeman and i can be found at royfield and of course um if you want to contribute to us via facebook you can do that by going onto facebook and typing in dumdy dum and you never know you might get your message your funny little quip read out by our wonderful millie bell or yokel bear on a future dumdy dum we've had mirror headlines we've had talks about me cousin me uncle me nana we've had lucy do quite a convincing brummy accent uh, <laughs> you're such a polylinguist we know that lucy <laughs> likes to blow very early in a relationship and <laughs> uh, you know it's a bonding experience lucy. is it uh, is this is all it okay. is it is it's, it's a bonding experience more power to you, Mrs. <laughs> More power to you, listener of <laughs> Dumpty Dum, fan of the Archers. We're a wonderful community. And thank you for that wonderful review, uh, which uh, which we uh, we read out uh, Freebie 65, because that did enough, but warm the cockles yeah. on the heart. I love doing this. We are bonkers, uh, but we, we love the Archers. And, uh, and hopefully you get a little bit of enjoyment out of our love for it too. Toodaloo. Goodbye. Do I do I get the right of retraction about the blowing blowing early in the relationship thing, or is it too late? Have you just stopped recording now? You're react you're retracting the blow. <laughs> I can't say anything, can I? Because whatever I say Not is really. going to be wildly misinterpreted. Not really. No. Well, thank you well, very much okay. for that. Royfield. I thought I thought I'd done a quite masterful job of wrapping everything up. <laughs> Right, but if you feel that you need to explain <laughs> no, no, yourself, no. What, oh, does your mother still listen? Yes, <laughs> but your mother probably doesn't. No, know she goes. What she goes. Means, she goes to sleep. Uh, she goes to sleep halfway through. She always says to me, "That was quite a quick one," <laughs> because she's <laughs> nodding off halfway through. So I wouldn't worry. She won't get to this bit. It's fine. All right. Good. <laughs> good. 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 But she she would have heard the little line about. With you just laughing un uncomfortably about <laughs> you blowing them. <laughs>
Shut up! I would have thought your stop saying. I would have it. thought your mum basically just falls asleep after your mum. <laughs> it's got, no, she listens to the calls because she has her favourite callers that she likes. Oh, yeah. okay. No, mm. all right. We're mm. going to stop now. All right. I think we best. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 